Welcome to the Cross Points Podcast. Aura, I'm so sad. It's just a sad day for us I, today, this David. This is a really sad moment right now. I mean, like, here, I'm going to put my lips just like that. <laughs> I'm so sad. Well, let me tell you why it's a sad day. Why is it sad, Aura? Because this is my last episode before maternity leave. No. I know. I'm going to have a baby. Anyway. But I'm happy for the baby. <laughs> Yay. The baby boy. What's his baby name again? Boy. Nice try. Oh, I tried real hard. <laughs> uh Yes, you're having a baby. I'm having a baby any day now. Oh, man, I'm any so day excited now. for you. I'm excited. I really am. Other than like the birth, I'm excited. <laughs> Except for that, I'm excited. that one little thing. Yes, other yes. than actual labor, let's bring this boy mm. into the world. So you're going to take some time off for some maternity leave. Yes. Much needed rest. Some much needed. And, and we'll see if we get hold rest. that baby. I know. Yes. Well, that, but we'll be praying that it's a very uh, sleepy baby. Yes. 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 That grows that. and is beautiful and has no problems. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is our last one for it. me for yes. before maternity leave. So what we've decided to do in light of Aura's av- now, don't worry, folks. She's coming back. I just want to make. No. Sure, because I know there's a lot of Aura fans out there. Fast forward my fan mail. Because I thought, yes, we'll, we'll do it. You you guys send in some love for Aura. But uh, she is coming back. But in the meantime, yes. during this maternity leave, which we're not sure exactly how long it's going to last, right. depending on how you do, uh, we're going to bring in, I'm going to have a different guest every week. Yes. And I think oh I'm kind of fun, I'm excited about that. It should be fun. I mean, not that I'm not, you know, sad this that guy. you're leaving, but yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to yes. have some, we're going to have a lot of different people come through. So. Yes. It should okay. be really fun. So stay tuned. Yes. And uh, we'll let, we'll have him update you once I have my baby. I will, I will update you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Merry Christmas still. Uh, still yeah. I mean, yeah, yesterday, did you have a great day? I bet it was awesome. So great. I mean, so is Christmas fun. ever a bad day? No, it's, it's always a good day. It's always a good day. <laughs> With the Christmas cake, especially. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell me about some. Tell me about a Christmas tradition that like you adore. Okay. So we've started this about four years ago. Okay. My family and I, and um, we've started going to the Christmas Carol at okay. UMKC. Yeah. Okay. And they do a live production of the Christmas Carol, and they've been doing it for like forty or fifty years. Yeah. And so one year we just decided to do it, and our kids loved it. We loved it. We kind of dressed up a little bit. Oh, yeah. You go out there and you get hot chocolate during intermission, Cute. and yes. yeah, take a picture by the Christmas tree, and it's just a ton of fun. Yeah. You make your kids still stand on sit on Santa's lap. Uh, the- yeah. <laughs> Santa's not there oh, okay. in okay. the Christmas Carol. Just to just to be clear, no Santa there. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and you know what What surprised me about Have you ever read The Christmas Carol? Or no. do you know much I've, about it? I've gone to the UMKC thing one time. You did? When I was pregnant with my first. So really? like five years ago. Did you have a good experience? It was cool. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I had never Christmas Caroled before. Or, okay. I mean, in yeah. That you mean in sense of the, the book the or the book movie the or, play or whatever. Movies, the yeah. play, all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what I find fascinating about the whole Christmas Carol is if you think about it, at, at its essence, it's a ghost story at Christmas. It is. Which is so, like, if you would have yes. told me that one of the best-selling Christmas books of all time is a ghost story. Yeah. I would have said no way. You're right. It's kind of funny that it we're, really like, is. into that so much. It is. So if you don't know the premise of, of The Christmas Carol, I won't kind of give it away. But basically, there's this guy named Scrooge. I think everybody's heard about Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Bah humbug. Bah humbug, all that kind of stuff. And so um, he is miserly, doesn't is not generous, doesn't want to give, all this kind of stuff. And so he, one night as he falls asleep, he is visited by three ghosts. Three ghosts. Three ghosts. Nothing the, like falling asleep with three ghosts by the your bedside. The ghost of Christmas past. 
Yes. The ghost of Christmas presents. And dun, 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 the ghost of Christmas future. That was really good. You can have Did a you career like that? in that. Yeah, I, 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 I like, yeah, I learned that from my son. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, no, and so then, of course, what he sees in his future is very, like, disheartening for him. Yeah. And as a result of that, he has a change of heart. And instead of being the old Scrooge, he becomes a new Scrooge. And it's a lot. And it's a, it's a okay. great redeeming story. Redeeming story. It's a completely redeeming story. Yeah. Written in the 1800s. Wonderful, wonderful kind of imagery and story and all yeah. that Yeah. Kind of Charles Dickens or something. Yes, something yes, along absolutely. those lines. Yes. Or <laughs> she is a book blogger. You should do a book blog on A Christmas Carol. I should. You really should. I'll Maybe try next to year. Read it. I'll next try year. To, yeah, okay. Next year. Next all year. Right. Okay. Well, okay. So this brought up an interesting conversation. Okay. That I had with one of our viewers. Okay. And she wanted for me and you to discuss on this podcast. I love viewer suggestions. Uh, oh, me too. Yeah. She wanted to know what we thought about ghosts. So Ooh. this is going to be the ghost episode. <laughs> oh, that was good, Aura. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wow. So what do you think about ghosts? Are ghosts real? Okay, here's how I feel. It's like, I don't know. Okay, yes. Okay, hold okay it. I'm going to say here's yes. Here's how you feel, I don't know, okay. and yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to okay, say yes. Okay, that's a lot right there. Real, what? But I think so, but I don't know about like going into a haunted house and like, oh, the, something's moving or something's talking to me. I don't know about that okay. whole scenario for like okay. ghostage. I'm not like okay. that kind of ghoster. All right. But like if I like really thought about it and thought like, is a deceased person maybe watching from heaven? Is there like... Let's talk about that is, a little later is here. Is there okay. like... Um, you know, they talk about even in the Bible, like don't bring up, don't try to raise anything. Right. You know, so there, that has to be real, right? Okay. So let's, let's let me start here. I lobbed it out there, but let's... Uh, what would... How would we define a ghost? What... Because I think people Ooh. have different definitions of Good what a ghost question. is. Have you thought about that? No, I have not. Ooh. So why don't you define the ghost? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought about this. <clears throat> so a ghost is like a disembodied spirit... Okay. ...of someone who's no longer living. So is it their spirit or their soul that should be in heaven, or is it... Yeah, like, just for the purpose of definition, yes. yes, that's what we would say. Okay. 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 So it's a person who is not... Not alive now, mm-hmm. who was alive, okay. and it's their spirit that's, roaming that's disembodied. The world. It's from yeah, right. That's okay, roaming around. Okay, okay, okay. And so I think we have to start at that yeah, definition yeah, yeah. Good, because good you could talk about angels and demons and I mean you know yeah. the spirit world. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, good idea. We okay. can get that going for the ghost. Okay, okay, great. Uh, yep, I'm picturing okay. ghosts. So, I'm there with you. So okay, so now we have our definition of do- ghosts. So let's talk about uh, biblical. Kind yeah. of understanding of ghosts because ghosts are littered throughout the Bible. They are. They really, and it's so crazy. Yes. So you brought up like Leviticus, right? Yes. Leviticus, uh-huh. I'm going to pull it up, 1931. Okay, great. Basically says, <clears throat> don't talk to the dead. Don't try to bring up the dead. Yes. That as believers in Jesus, uh, that repeats itself in the New Testament, but also uh, for those in the Old Testament as well, that we're not called to communicate with the dead. Yes. Like, so, that is not yes. something that we're to do. Yes. Okay? So that's one aspect in the Old Testament. Can you think of other stories where ghosts pop up in, in the Bible? Well, I don't know if this counts or not, but I was thinking about the story with, like, Jesus when he's, like, praying, and then maybe Moses comes, yes. and Elijah, maybe? Yes. Elijah. Right? Elijah. Like okay. Yes. Yeah. Which is 
I'll tell you this, from a pastor's perspective. Is it one of the best stories ever? Well, it's an amazing story. <laughs> it's really hard to wrap your hands around, like, why? Yeah. Uh-huh. This is not some symbolic meeting that Jesus has mm-hmm. up on the mountain in terms of like this isn't these aren't real figures. Yeah, this is really Moses and this really is Elijah. Yes, and they represent uh, the law and the prophets, and Jesus is the better than the law and the prophets. But it's but it's really them. Yes, yes, it's not an allegory or something. No. This is like this is a true Thank story. Thank you. It's not an allegory. Yeah. So yes. why? Yes. Why? I, I, I don't know. Theologians have talked about this forever, and did, there's did really Jesus not a need good like answer. Did like a pick me up? You think that I, like right? And I, he, I don't I don't read that story and think that he was shocked to see them. No, no, we either, don't get which that. Is kind of it's funny. Almost intentional. Yes, he's going up to this mountain. He's transfigured, and yes. of course Peter and the rest of the disciples see him. Yes, and if you don't know the rest of the story, and Spoiler Peter alert. is overwhelmed. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, Peter wants to like build booze for him, and basically he wants to worship all three of them, mm-hmm. and then God comes down and. There's presumably some mist or something that overshadows everything, and and God speaks out. I get with this booming voice. I mean, this is how I imagine it. Yep. Listen to my son, right? I mean, it's like, listen, yeah. you know, the, that time has been done away with, and now, you know, Jesus is God in the flesh. It's basically God being like, focus, mm-hmm. focus, focus. Hey, people. Yes. <laughs> I need to have aura. Like, that's good. That, <laughs> I like that. Focus, people. But it is, um, but it is in a, a sense that's a ghost, right? Yeah, two ghosts. So I, I don't know, I don't know how to reconcile that. Yes. I really don't. Which I think one of the most like the, again the thing that I find like super interesting about that is if I saw a ghost, there would be a lot of shrieking on my part. Like there'd be a lot going on. <laughs> well, the disciples saw a ghost, or they thought yes. they saw a ghost. Remember when they're in the water, they're on the boat, they're on the lake, yeah. and there's a storm, <laughs> and Jesus is walking across, uh-huh. and the first thing they say is. There's a ghost. Yes. They're freaking out. You're right. I mean, how many people do you see walking on water in the middle of a storm? Pretty rarely. So, (laughs) right. So we have this idea. Obviously, you know, it was far away. They didn't know who it was. Yes. They see the shadowy figure. Yes, I forgot they thought he was a ghost. They thought he was a ghost. It's pretty crazy. Yes. It's just kind of, it's, I I just find that whole thing fascinating that like, the world they lived in versus my world, you know? Okay, so this is great. Yeah, and this is we see this in the New Testament too. You remember in Acts where Peter was in prison, mm-hmm. chained between four squads of soldiers. Uh, an angel comes in, releases him, sends yeah. him on his way. He knocks on the door and Rhoda answers and she leaves him at the door locked and she goes back and she says... It's it's Peter and they and the look these are disciples followers of Jesus who have yes. seen the resurrected Lord. What do they say? They're like, no, that can't be Peter. He's a ghost. No, they no, say they? it's his ghost. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Peter's ghost. Yes. Yeah. Like this this was deeply ingrained in the culture of the yes. time. Yes. Like so I'm sorry, I'm geeking out on it's this. It's really really interesting. So the thought at the the thought at the time is that the Jewish perspective was that spirits or ghosts, mm-hmm. once a person was either killed or they died, that their ghost, their spirit would hang around for up to three days. Oh boy. And they and and they would watch and interact and whatever. And so for them to say that was his ghost, they had like, presumably thought he died, he died in right? Yeah. Right, died in, died in prison. Yeah. And so that's the first thing that comes to their mind. Wow. 
Have you ever Can seen you a ghost? Can you imagine? No. You haven't. I haven't. Have you? No, no. I have not oh, seen okay. I have not. I have <laughs> not seen one. But this the stat was was crazy. Oh, I read this stat. Let me hear it. 20% of Americans claim they've seen a ghost. Like seen. Physically with their eyes. Wow. 20%. That's that's actually higher than I, I would think it would be like three to five percent. Okay, and check this out: forty eight percent of Americans believe in ghosts. Oh, it's not as high as I thought. You thought it would have been higher. Yeah, I did. Forty eight percent. Do you feel like like just even from like media or something that like it seems like people are really into ghost hunting and oh, really into the whole thing? Abs- I thought it would have been way higher than that. I would have thought so too. Okay, but but yeah, you're right. It's in the media all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's still some like skepticism, like. Is yeah. this, is it, re, is it, is it rigged? Oh, this going is kind of, you know, yeah. think about our scientific world that we live in. Yeah. I mean, you know, people True. will just be like, ah, it's your imagination. True. But I, you know, I've had people that have come up to me um, that have said that they've, they've seen ghosts. They have. Yeah, really. I had this one guy, I was, I was riding in a cab, uh, in an Uber, mm-hmm. uh, in Texas, and I had this um, uh, Islamic guy, mm-hmm. and he was driving me home, we engaged in conversation, talked to him a little bit about the Lord and all that kind of stuff. And and then he got really serious. I started. Ta- I told him I was a pastor and all this kind of stuff. And he says, "I have to tell you something. I have to." And he begins to tell me this story of him seeing a ghost in his house. Oh boy! And th- and this moment changed him, like from uh, uh, changed him to becoming a more spiritual person. It didn't okay. drive him further into Islam, but he wanted to know more about God as a result of that. And it was a result of that experience wow. that we're now having a conversation. And I share the gospel with him. That's really interesting. It's really great because he was freaked out about it. Oh yeah. So as I, as one should be. Right, as one should <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. And he is this whole laboratory. I don't have time to go into it. But but it brings up an interesting point, and that is, and I read this online somewhere that the church doesn't talk about the paranormal or ghosts. True. And so if the church isn't talking about it, if pastors aren't talking about it, then where do people go yes. for these kinds of questions? Media. Right, media, sure. story, movies. Facebook, yes, movies, totally. right? And then they get really a warped sense, I think, of the idea of ghosts. Yeah. So I want this to be a safe place. Biblical place. Okay, right. But I want to say this, that it's really hard to, from a biblical, and that's, I think, why the church doesn't talk about it much, True. because there's not a whole lot of information about yeah. this. It's kind of And like, so a lot of pastors get nervous. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm sorry, I'm going to no, keep yeah, saying this, because it's clearly commanded in Scripture that we're not to communicate with the dead. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to raise up the dead. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's really clear. Mm-hmm. But when people have experiences, what do you do with that? It's true, and okay. and then you may it makes them feel like they shouldn't be they shouldn't say anything. It's like a, yes. a shroud of secrecy. Absolutely, about it. yeah. Like, is this like really? Is, is there this demonic? something wrong with is me? This, is it yes. demonic? Is it whatever? All of that kind of stuff. Yes. And as some of the people I've talked to are like, man, there was definitely not demonic. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And others, it freaked them out and it brought fear. I think wherever fear is, for sure, it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's others that kind of go, ah, no. Yeah. I know. Oh, boy. So I think about um, a story in the Old Testament. You may or may not remember it, um, but um, uh, Saul, King Saul, is at the very end of his life. He's petrified. He's going to go into battle the next day. He knows that things are not good, and he wants to know what to do. And so he goes to a witch, the witch of Endor, which is a witch that lived in this community called Endor. And he asks her to summon up the prophet Samuel. How fantastical does this sound right now? It's crazy. And and we have this, I mean, I don't know. I have it in my mind that she's like doing some kinds of incantation. Okay. And as 
the scene unfolds, she it, the Bible says she screeches, she she oh, she boy. screams yeah. because she isn't even expecting what oh, really? she's conjuring. I think what she was thinking is that she was just going to tell him whatever she wanted to tell him and that she yeah. saw the ghost. But in reality, Samuel's spirit, his oh, go- the ghost of Samuel came up and had a conversation wow. with Saul. I don't remember this at all. You don't remember no. that. Oh, and it's and it, and it's and it's a freaky story and Saul's freaked out. It's happening at night. And let me tell you yeah. this. Theologians have had major discussions about was it really Samuel yeah. who was the prophet at the time, okay. right? Well respected, all yeah. of these kind of stuff. And Saul would always go to him for advice. Yeah. So the question is, was it really Samuel or was it a demon? Oh boy. And theologians are split on this. What is, like, what is your thought? Well, I th- again, it's my best guess, yeah, right? Because totally, all this, totally. I think it was really Samuel. You do. Okay. I really, really do. Because as Saul is interacting with Samuel, I think at this particular point in time, God allows him to go back yeah. and have a conversation with him. Which is just really interesting. Oh, it's crazy. And basically he says, Saul, you're going to die. I'm sorry. You're going to join me where I am. Talk oh about a spooky ghost that story. Is spooky. And the crazy thing is Saul, even at this moment, doesn't repent. He doesn't turn his wow. life around. Yeah. And he ends up being killed in battle the next day. God gave him a shot. I, God gave him so many shots. Yeah. Right. Which then leads to a whole other question that you brought up earlier. Yes. Yes. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about those who have passed. Okay, yes. In yep. the Christmas season. Yep. In like For sure. Like, are they are they watching us? Are they encouraging us? Are they warning us? Are they like what's yeah. ha- what are they doing? Yeah, absolutely. And if anything, For, it's it is a monumental question that I think at every fr- funeral it's a, yes. a question that I get as a pastor, and then even beyond that, I mean, I get this question so many times because it's it's a uh, it's a technique of of comfort yes. to say like they're yeah. watching over you now. Correct. They're like, and you're like, Correct. are they though? Like. Is that true? Like, you know, yeah. Can, can, what do we say? Can they see us? Are yes. they able to peer from heaven to yes. be able to see what's going on in the world? Yes. And if they you are, might be like, surprised are we at like, what kind of, I think, are Laura. we talking to, like, are we like, oh, hey. Do we have conversations with them? Yeah, if they're yeah. watching, if we think they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole thing. I know. So what okay. are your thoughts? Okay. Well, okay. my mother-in-law died right before I had my first okay. baby. Okay. And that's the only, like, likening I could even think of to, like, think of somebody who'd be watching something right. okay. that we'd be, yes. he'd be interested in our lives, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously she didn't get to see... Our grandkids. Right. Yes. So yes. her youngest, any of her youngest son's kids, she never, never met. Never saw any of Right. Um... So you would think if she wanted to see something, if there was the possibility yes. for her to see something, that moment she would want to see. Yes. Okay. And so I did ask, I talked to my husband about this because in general, I don't think we're like, we're like, oh yeah, they're like just hanging out watching us in heaven, right. you know. But then we thought, she has to know. Wow. Like okay. she does. She knows. Like I think she does because I think it would bring her so much joy. Okay. And yeah. But I don't know. She, maybe she's pure, like perfectly joyful in heaven. Right. <laughs> Well, there's this passage in scripture that a lot of, I think a lot of people kind of take out of context, but I understand it's, it's in Hebrews chapter 12. It says that we're surrounded oh, yes. by such a great, great cloud, cloud of, of witness okay. yes, uh, or a host or Sorry, witness yes. or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's got the old version there, but, but yeah. And so people kind of take that to think, well, okay, we're surrounded by a group of people that are actually watching what's going on. Yes. I think really more the context is, is that the lives of all of these people are a witness to what we're now living 
okay. currently, not necessarily that they're peering into heaven. Um, but, you know, I, I can understand that people maybe maybe have that perspective. But okay. if we look in the book of Revelation. That's what I would say. I was like, okay, I feel like Revelation where are you has going? stuff. Okay, so but tell me. Revelation's yes, right. so honestly confusing that, I like, I couldn't It's I couldn't hard say... to hold some real strict theology yes. just reading Revelation. Yes. But it's still interesting, it nonetheless. Is. So, say, I, so I was just going to say that I couldn't, I, uh, like, there's uh, Revelation 5. It kind of talks about, like, saints in heaven. Yes. Um, offering our prayers to God. Yes. So that's, like, the idea that maybe they're they're listening to us or hearing a sound somehow and then they're telling God they're hanging out with God to be I don't right. know yes. maybe no 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 right <laughs> exactly also in revelation we we see the saints they're crying out God how long oh lord how long oh lord before you avenge all of the wickedness on earth yes. so there's this feeling that like from this perspective that that the, that the saints up in heaven have some kind of understanding of the time frame and the wickedness that's going on on yes. earth almost like this perspective that they're watching. Yes. Right? I mean, that's the only logical conclusion that yes. you have. Otherwise, how are they knowing, God, how long, how long, how long? Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. To me, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big clear. and clear okay. like scripture passage and if you look through revelations you see this over and over and again mm-hmm. the saints are interacting with god about what's going on down on yes earth, right so okay with that saying yes. the saints are interacting with god about what catholic people oh yeah okay they, they they pray to saints yeah um on like so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Are they like just conversing? Are they pr- like, I think they're praying yeah. to the saints. And or are maybe they asking gonna... or are they saying, see, this is, I don't know because I am not um, Catholic at all, but mm-hmm. are they asking the saints to pray to God on their behalf? Yeah. Or are they literally praying to the saints so that they can actually get something from them? Oh, yeah. I, maybe it depends on the person. Yeah, maybe it does know. depend on the <laughs> yeah. person. Now, we know that we're not called to commune with the dead. Yes. Right? So our prayers go directly to God. Yes. But if He's they're watching anyways, if they're watching anyways, and Revelation says that they're like bringing things to God. Yeah, but they're not our intercessor. Yes. I think that's yes. the main divide, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is our intercessor. So mm-hmm. we pray to him. Yes. And I think that's a different than to say, let's just let's just make the assumption that people are watching from heaven. Saints yes. are watching from heaven. Even that being the case, Jesus is still our intercessor. He's yeah. the one that's praying on our behalf to God. He's the one that we go yeah. to. So that's what I think that's a big divide between Protestant and Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like, I mean, I'm thinking just even in the Christmas time and stuff, do you feel like we could say, Karen, you would, you would have loved this. And she like, is that shady? Right. Or is that like, what, where does that lie? See, I think that that's okay. Okay. You're not praying to her. You're like trying to say, Hey, she would have loved this. This would have been amazing. Wonderful. This would be so good. You know, maybe she's watching us in this moment. Yeah. Uh, I think those things are okay. I just think we have to be really careful about making sure that we're not praying to someone. We're not trying to like going through some kind of, you know, incantation to raise them up so that we can have a conversation with them because we've missed them so much. What about just a one, one-sided talking conversation? Like, you know, you visit a grave site, you talk to him, you do like whatever. I think, that... That, I think that's okay. okay. Because I don't think it's necessarily you trying to raise somebody right. up. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to be careful there because at the end of the day, you know, if we have this hope in Christ that we're going to be reunited with our loved ones, you know, that's the, that's the hope that should drive us on. Yeah. You know, and the and, and if we think that they're really watching uh, from the sidelines, so to speak, that mm-hmm. should bring some comfort to us. Yeah, and you, when you meet them, you don't have to give them the whole breakdown. They, they already 
know. They already know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But it is really hard theologically to kind of put your finger and kind of create some boxes on this. And I think that's why a lot of pastors don't talk about it. Yeah. That's why I love having this podcast because, listen, I, I am not preaching a sermon. I'm just giving you, right, we're not yes, preaching. Totally. We're just really trying to look at scripture and trying to give you the best kind of case scenario that we have. Yes. And theologians have been talking about this for centuries and they, they still haven't come with real clear yeah, you know, ideas of how, totally. that, how this works out. And I think, yeah, especially it's more likely to come up in your thoughts and mind during during Christmas, during like where you're like, oh, they, these Absolutely. memories that they would be here with. Absolutely. Why not have a, a possibility of a biblical foundation? Yeah. <laughs> my, my only point is, again, if it brings fear, I believe it's demonic. I really do. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think, I mean, this is in Second uh, Corinthians eleven fourteen that Satan masquerades as a uh, as an angel of light, like mm. you know, like he comes in to deceive, to bring fear, to kill, steal, and destroy. And the, and I think people have had real encounters with the demonic. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think a lot of people have, but I think some people have. And again, it's that fear-based understanding that he wants to create in us to drive us from God. Yeah. But we need to know that greater is He who lives in us, right, than mm-hmm. He who lives in the world. Yeah. So we don't have to fear. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like it. Okay. Well. Or uh, your last one. Signing off. We had to talk about ghosts on your last one. I know. One. I know. Um, but I think it was a good one. It and, is. Yes. And uh, thank you. You've been such a great host. Thank you. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. There are way more Aura fans out there than Woo, David. Yeah. Aura. So send some love Aura's <laughs> way. Seriously, in the comments, send her some love about her baby and uh, and uh, her time away. Yeah. I please. I'd love to so read good. them. Yes, I know you would. Yes. I'll see you next year. So smash the subscribe button. Yes. As always, like us, and Aura will be back. Uh, But in the meantime,